Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Wow. Yeah, Maria loves ice. I do not. Oh, I make crushed ice once, but there's no sign on there's no sign on the fridge that says don't please don't use the crushed ice dispenser. So uh, apparently the fridge man has to come and fix it. <laughs> anyway. Hi. You just changed my little big one. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices the questions can be confusing to talk about but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep 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 with inside yourself will you like what you see ben blacker i love what i see Woo! <laughs> we did it i'm so impressed really i've never heard you guys get through an intro we've really? been we've been <laughs> nailing them actually the last I think like last episode maybe we nailed it and this episode we certainly nailed it yeah, yeah. my question's about pride Oh, (laughs) I just wonder if people are going to going to stop thinking it's fun now that we've nailed it. Maybe we should change the opening now so we can start failing again. No, I think people are relieved. Are they? I don't think people want to want to see us like succeed, succeed. I think they want to see us fail. I think they think you're funnier when we fail, not in failing in trying. Well, then consider me hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Ben, how are you? Maria, you're Maria, right? I'm yes. doing great. Yes. Thank you so much. Everything's fine. I love the show. Thank you for you having do. me. I appreciate it. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode uh, was the Kakowski episode because I learned a lot about tax law. Wow. <laughs> that yes. was a while ago. That was when yeah. we had Craig Kakowski, famed tax lawyer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's famed tax guru. Uh, on and we talked about what else did we talk about with Craig? There's a lot of inside Hollywood talk about management. Sure, I liked that. Okay, and then oh no, the, what was the big one? It was I what the big one was. It was oh, it was the kidnap. But do you negotiate <laughs> yes. with the terrorist? He was the judge. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, that's right. The judge who was being blackmailed. A very realistic scenario. Yes, <laughs> it was. That's actually the um, episode that had one reviewer calling me an Orange County conservative and and that an alt right podcast in disguise <gasps> because what? we were saying we don't like tax paying taxes. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. I know. Apparently, I, this reviewer. I I love ta- that taxes exist. I love bridges. I love roads. I love I'm welfare. I love love for bridges. I do. I live in Pasadena. Okay, we've got that one of the, the most beautiful sure. bridges in possibly America. Really? Maybe not because San Francisco and all that and all that. Thank you for having me on this clip show, especially. <laughs> we'll talk about some of our other favorite. You're yeah. gonna drop in clips, well, first, right? Yes. As we let's listen to just a mashup of some of our favorite moments. <laughs> this is our very special. How, how many episodes in are we? We should thirty do, something. So we should do oh, something like special. Thirty something. Is that a show? Oh, Maria. Wait, what? What, what is what that? Thirty something. No. Children. What? what is that? There was a show. Do you, uh, did you watch Parenthood? Okay, this is this is a funny. This is funny. You should say this. Uh, quick side note: Parenthood, the TV show. Mm-hmm. I'd never watched it before. I get it. Amanda was on an episode. I haven't gotten you there. Were? Ray oh, Romano yeah. has not come into the picture yet. But I started watching it like a week or two ago. On like, I started from episode one because I was like, uh, whatever. And now it's become like my. I'm eating a snack show. You're hooked, right? Hooked is is a funny <laughs> word. It's more like it's more like. 
it's a comforting presence to put Absolutely. on the television. I will fold, fold laundry till the cows come home yes. watching that show. Wow. It's the perfect laundry show. Yes. Um, I will tell you this. When I first watched that show, and I apologize, Amanda, I didn't know you were on it. That's okay. Um, when I first started watching that show, because I had I do a podcast called The Writer's Panel, where I talk to writers about the business and process of writing. Thank you both for being on it years ago. Um, but I had some parenthood writers on. Hold on. <laughs> Margo. <laughs> I had some parenthood writers on, so I started watching it. And I was like, oh, this is a good show. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of laundry and things like that, yeah. so I will watch it. And I watched, my wife was out of town, and I watched a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. over like a week. And when she got back, she asked how I was doing. I was like, oh, well, Adam's not doing great. Oh, no. I and haven't then gotten there yet. she said, I think you need a break. <laughs> so I went, we were living in, in um, a different part of town at the time. I walked up to the Larchmont area. Uh-huh. Uh, where there are a bunch of stores and restaurants and things. I was like, I'll get a cup of coffee. I'll take a break from Paranoid. Oh, no. Who did you run into? I ran into uh, Peter Krause and uh, Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lauren Graham. She has a name. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. What's happening? You're, that <laughs> you were inside back. Parenthood. Yes. You this went too funny. deep. This is interesting with the question we're going to be asking him today. Was yes. a parenthood rela- 30-something was a show in the 80s about sensitive people in their 30s. Uh, sounds good to me. I, I don't know. I I either like like a dark, dark drama about murder or I'm watching The Real Housewives. Yeah, I hear, I hear you on that. Parenthood is an interesting show. It is very well done. It is solid. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this about Parenthood. That is a solid show. Now, I can't stand Lauren Graham's character on the show, and it's pissing me off a little bit because how many times can she come into a room uninvited with a cup of coffee, with two coffees, and, and someone go, I'm talking to someone, and her just stand there, and they go, okay, hold on, I have to talk to my sister. It's like, how many times can you do that? She wow. does it once an episode. She you comes in, and she goes, I have to tell you something, and then someone's like, I'm talking, I'm like a lawyer, and I'm talking to a client. She's like, okay, I'll wait right here. Okay, anyway. You know who is supposed to play that role? Yes. Maura Tierney, my who, favorite. You wouldn't have minded as much, right? No. She could walk into any room with a Oh, yeah, but she would have done it differently. wouldn't have been so cutesy. I agree. And I like Lauren Graham a lot. Like mm-hmm. on Gilmore Girls, I'm a big fan, but I just felt Lauren Graham's character in this show as she played it was very intrusive and very like, it. everything's about me. Now, if Maura Tierney did it, it would be everything's about me, but in a very dark way. Of maybe like of of like I'm maybe more playing up the narcissist. Aspect yes, of it, it would be it would be less you know aren't I aren't I fun because I'm so you know narcissistic and more like aren't I ruining everyone's lives because I'm so narcissistic. I think that's a good that's a good review. That's interesting. So um, I'm a fan. And what you a, can be on it. It's not too late. Have you seen Maybe. my episode yet? No, no, no. You, you haven't showed it. I think you're in the Ray Romano years. Yes, sir. And I am. I'm still on the um, the William Baldwin years. Have well, you seen Ritter yet? Oh, yes. Okay. I can remember. You how know what's interesting, too, though, is a lot of Gilmore Girls storylines come up <laughs> in the... Really? Like, yeah. it's actually odd. Like, same conversations happen. Um. So... Welcome I, back to... Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> yeah. But what were you saying about parenthood? Why'd you bring that up? Because it's the like 30. 30 something. It was that same sort of sensitive oh, show. Oh, got it. Congratulations on your 30 something episode. Thank you. Thank you. And we should do something special for our 50th. Um, yeah. Maybe have five, 50 guests on. Mm. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, we want to put together a live one, but the Virgil won't get back to us. I've sent emails. <laughs> Why don't you do it somewhere else? Where? I'll help you out. We okay. Can talk, oh, yeah. We can talk off my yeah. Okay. Okay. About yeah. Yeah. yeah we we'll do it at Largo. Like sure. <laughs> we got a new joint. Largo would never have you. No. Believe me. I, I mean, know. Like you're very nice people, but I, I believe know. it. Maybe once if my parenthood episode gets out there more. Yeah. Once I watch it, I'll definitely tweet about it. That'd be great. I'm still hoping they bring my character back. She died. Off screen. Is that uh, right? Well, no. no. <laughs> Lauren Graham hit, uh, opened a door really quickly. It's literally one scene. Spilled it's like, yeah, it spilled co- hot coffee all over you. It's like a co star. And I only got it because Sam Yeager, who's in the show, directed the episode. And I've worked with him on his on a movie that he directed um, that's on Netflix many years ago. It's called Take Me Home. It's a little indie rom com. And I, I play, I think, um, a slut named Candy. <laughs> Uh, he's Another the he's the husband of of uh, yes. Erica. What's her name? Badu. 
No, Eric. What's her name? Christensen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. I like him. Yeah. He's got. He's got it. All everyone's good on that. You know who's great That's in it true. is Mae Whitman. So good. You should have her on this show instead uh, we, of me right now. <laughs> we'd love to. I'll I mean, I think out. Derek. You, you know her. Derek Waters knows her. Yeah, she's. I mean, and we can talk to her all about her. You know, she was a child actress. How could I not? Can you? uh, Not a day goes by where the scene from Hope Floats doesn't flash into my head of her screaming, crying as a seven-year-old at 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 her father driving away. Dear God, I know. Anyway, well, that doesn't fill an hour of podcast time. I I know. know I just want to talk to her about what was going on that day. (laughs) Why? How did you get there? Wow. Uh, so Ben, we like, to, in, <laughs> we like to ask all our guests if they had a little big one they might like to share and get the big, big one's advice. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. Listen, I need your big one's advice. Oh, good. Um, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, as we're recording this, we're coming up on uh, San Diego Comic-Con, mm. uh, which I am attending and I often enjoy. Uh, and this year I have a new comic book from Vertigo Comics coming out. So I'm going to promote that book. It doesn't come out till October. It's called Hex Wives. People can pre-order it. But uh, and I've I have read some of it. Yes. It's awesome. Really? And it's right up my alley and I'm not someone who typically gets into the graphic novels or comics or anything, but this is amazing and it's about um housewives, like mm-hmm. 1960s housewives who are secretly witches yes. is that that's right great. yeah that's absolutely it's right so that's good great. it's like what if samantha from bewitch didn't know she was a witch and then discovered she and her friends discover their witches and amanda you gave me great notes which i incorporated into oh, good. Uh, I, subsequent issues that's i can't fun. wait to, i can't yeah, wait yeah. to read it it it's was really been a fun my dream read. to do a graphic novel remember when i was trying to draw like i was really into like daniel Klaus, and i was like i can do this and then like i was trying to draw people for like a year and i couldn't do it well i i think ghost girls should be a, a graphic novel <laughs> that's what ghost i girls think would so be too a great comment. i know that would be really fun well because yeah. we did had someone do um shot uh, like a storyboard storyboards and they mm-hmm. looked awesome when of we were course. doing it and so we were like we should just publish and this really to a publisher funny. okay but anyway back you to have your more stories in the ghost girl world that you want to tell yes oh yes we should talk about that okay anyway <laughs> great um <laughs> So San Diego Comic-Con is coming up and it's a lot of pressure to sort of self-promote. And that's a thing Mm -hmm. I have trouble with. Yeah. Mm. But I know it's necessary. So I'm happy to talk about the book because I think it's a good book, not because of me, but because of the collaborators I have on the book. Mm -hmm. But I also need to like go to parties and... What kind of parties? We went, we did the party circuit. No, we... There... At Comic Con, we went to that one that we, we didn't do anything there. We weren't chatting with. I anyone. know we did it wrong, and we <laughs> haven't been back since. How well, did you do it wrong? Because we went to parties and just huddled in a corner. Well, but then no one was there. Like I don't remember anyone even being at the party. I just remember walking past a big Assassin's Creed party on a <laughs> ship. There was like a big ship. Remember? Maybe I'm thinking of South by Southwest, but it's all the Maybe same. Maybe that idea. was South by Southwest. Southwest. It's all the same yeah. idea. Where you want to go and and talk to people and tell them why you're here. And it's also like a social thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in this position, especially because I do this writer's panel podcast where I know a lot of publicity people because they'll book for my show. That's great. Where I have to get in touch and say, can you invite me to this party? And it feels gross. And so right. my question is, a, is basically, is that gross? Am I an asshole? No, no, I don't think you are. But you have to call up personally. Don't you have a manager or something? I mean, I'm sure you do. Who do you think I am? You don't? No, they don't do that kind of thing for me. They should. Well, and also it's my, it's my relationship with the publicity It would person. almost be rude to have your manager yeah. contact them. Mm. It would but be strange to I also that. wouldn't trust a manager to actually do that. That's true. Like they just, I don't mm-hmm. really think that's a, that's a publicist yeah. job. If you personally had a publicist. Sometimes- and I'd like my agent's um, attention spent getting actual work. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't want to bother him with that. So I guess like the bigger question is about asking people for things yeah. and how terrible that feels. It's but horrible. How do, so how do we get through it? And are we judged for it? That's mm-hmm. interesting. Now I think, 
I sometimes when I'm doing these things and I don't often do them, I'm kind of like you or I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. Um, I think of it as an experiment. <laughs> like, a, what if I was this kind of person? Like, <laughs> that's what if a good I way just to think about it. Experiment as though this didn't make me uncomfortable. Right. Um, and what if like, I don't know. And so that's kind of how I've been sending out a lot of texts to like some of my friends who are like kind of like a little bit famous and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of them have ghosted me. Yeah, you didn't get any replies, did you? <laughs> no. Well, I guess we know what kind of person you are. <laughs> or they are. Or they are. Yeah, I like to. That's a good way of thinking of it. I like to. But this isn't helpful because when I think, OK, let me put myself in the position of the other person. But then again, like if it's something like, hey. Okay, so you are a talented, uh, very well respective, respective, mm-hmm. uh, respected person in the uh, writing world. Agree. And uh, strongly <laughs> agree. And so, you know, you saying, hey, I'm got this, I've got this thing coming out. Could I, you know, come to this party, which I also want to ask you, how do you know these parties are even happening? And so, but if it was someone else that was like, a struggling person that mm-hmm. didn't wasn't respected wasn't really doing anything that i looked at as you know uh good then i'd be like oh god but, but that that feels even grosser like that's like saying well this person's legitimate well but, but that's true because not. it's my name on the line or whatever but you need to know as ben blacker that you are respected and that you are not a hassle to be put on a list that's true. Also, you do have a... It's not like you're just like going with a friend to Comic-Con and you're trying to get into parties. It's yeah. like you're there to promote something that you've worked hard on. Mm-hmm. So that's also a real difference there. Right, right. And it, uh, to me, it felt like a similar thing to getting in touch with you all and saying, I have this thing to promote. I love the podcast. But that's... Like, it's still a hard ask. But the thing is, you the response to that wasn't, uh, it was literally like, oh, yeah, he'd be a great guest. So you well, just have to know that you're going to be, you, people know you're going to be a great guest. Well, I think you're right to say, how would the person you're asking, like, put yourself in their shoes? Because yes. if someone came to me, and again, it's like, who is that person? If you all ask me to come on a podcast, of course you can. Yeah. If it's someone I barely know, then I have to... Do a little digging. Right. Now, this is difficult also because we are three pretty self-aware people. (laughs) There's some people out there who are not self-aware and who are constantly asking for things. That's true. How Um, do you deal with that? I mean, Amanda gets asked more than me, but I think that's also because... Well, you're scary. Yeah, she's scary, right? I am not scary. I just don't look at my Facebook messages. She like gets Facebook messages and responds yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, not always. Not always. But yeah, sometimes I'll ignore. Now I think I'm at a point where if I'm not, if you're not a friend, I I can ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I just, well, I'm working on saying no more. Um, but yeah, you just, I think if you're asking yourself, like if something feels icky to you and you're asking yourself like, oh, should I do this? You're probably good to go. If you're just like, <laughs> what? I mean, if you're probably the kind of person right. who oh. isn't bothering people. Right. And but you're if, asking the right people. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. You're not asking someone who's going to be offended and because you're questioning yeah. it. Yeah. And you need to know you've probably done favors for people where it's like, you know, you're owed too. Well, I know I have, but I don't feel like I'm owed. I know, but that's just, it's a little give and take is what I'm saying is that you just need to know that like in your career as a person in the industry, you have done many things for other people with nothing, asking for nothing in return. Mm -hmm. And so there's just times when we just got to rely on each other. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I'm definitely trying to put myself out there more and, and not be as scared to like reach out for help yeah because some people i'm sure some people are going to be like uh but like so what that's like who cares because the worst you hear is no right right and those are people you probably don't really spend a lot of time with and wouldn't if you had the option to it's fair thank you i I just think you know it's the it's the worst thing in the world self-promoting it really is it's also the worst thing in the world asking for favors in my opinion um yeah but it's I do I it's how we spend most of my time it's true yeah and that's why there's a lot of uh, self-loathing in my uh day-to-day is because I'm doing nothing if not asking for someone to give me a goddamn hand that's so funny <laughs> yeah it's um it, it is hard it is hard I I um I actually was 
experiencing the other day. Like I've at the beginning of 2018, as I've mentioned on this podcast, oh, we have I a was podcast right at the cusp where, when 2018 came to be and we are on a wild we are going wild i said i'm feeling wild in 2018 like i don't care anymore mm-hmm. like what do i have to lose i am just gonna because we had a lot of misses the last two years we put a lot of stuff out there and nothing hit yes so i'm just feeling like fuck this like i'm just going for it and I got a lot of things in motion. Oh, yes. And then a couple months went by and the fear set in. Mm-hmm. And I woke up last week one day and I said, dear God, what have I done? What? Like, oh, no. I just felt like I can't <laughs> oh, no, do any don't, of Don't <laughs> wait till she finishes. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like we have this podcast network. We're trying to get out the ground. And I just suddenly got overwhelmed with like, oh, what, what are we getting ourselves into? And just like doing the Complete Woman live show. It was just all these things where it's like, I've, I'm excited about all this stuff. But I just woke up in the not in the mood to be like, let's go get them today, Amanda. It was just in the mood of like, I can't do any of these things that I've that are too, you know, they're going. But then, you know, I had a bad day and then the next day I woke up and I felt like I can do anything again. Right. And so that's some, pe- some people would call that an unhinged quality. <laughs> <laughs> is the feeling, though, that you are overwhelmed by the things you've taken on or is it that who do I think I am to attempt to put these things I in the world? I think it's the second one. Of like, <laughs> that's a bad feeling. Who I know am that feeling. I? Like, I'm just like, I'm just some little girl from Michigan. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Long Beach, and again, I will remind everyone, Long Beach is in L.A. County. Okay? Okay. <laughs> not, it's not Orange County. All right. Well, no one said he, it was here. <laughs> so you're a L.A. County conservative. I'm an L.A. County conservative. <laughs> oh, no, girl. I'm not cutting that out. But I'm if- actually going to echo, put echo to that. And, I'm gonna- <laughs> and then drop it in a few other yeah, places. Yeah. L.A. County conservative. And hosted by me, L.A. County conservative <laughs> Amanda Lund. <laughs> um, but Maria, do you never feel that way? Where you- of course. That's all I do. I don't. St- <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Well, I don't know. I because- love just getting out there and doing whether it works out or not. I'm in it for the ride. No, but do you ever wake up and just go like, I can't do this i don't start things because i fear mm-hmm. them turning out badly uh i don't think i'm good at anything i do and i think that because there's no because i haven't gotten success in um, i'm not saying i haven't got success but in in a way that i feel successful mm-hmm. um i feel that um maybe the quality is not there mm-hmm. and so i feel uh every day well if it hasn't happened yet then maybe i'm just barking up the wrong tree mm, so maybe you should shift gears and like um, become a cpa or something no i think that would be a big problem if i became a cpa i think people would go wait a minute these numbers are wrong these you'd... numbers are all wrong you'd these aren't know. even numbers these aren't what are, these are letters <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst career possible for me would be a cpa the See, worst it could be worse yeah but i <laughs> but at least i know i was bad at so, it sure and so how do you keep it how do you keep going how do you not let that shut you down uh <laughs> well the, here's the thing i don't think that's the question that's the problem i think the problem is why do you keep going and at what point are you 60 years old and you go, my God, what have I done? That's but, fair. but aren't you kind of, do you enjoy what you're doing? Uh, I enjoy, I don't enjoy struggling. But I mean, like <laughs> as far as like the projects that we are, we do and stuff, you and you enjoy it. Yes. But I, but things rarely get to the point where I can be, feel like I'm sufficiently Doing like you've something. accomplished something mm-hmm. has come to fruition but you are and i'm good at giving this pep talk to other people okay. not to myself but you are putting things in the world one mm-hmm. you're putting things of quality in the world two okay you're putting things that you believe in otherwise you wouldn't have completed them into the world mm-hmm. and i do think there's something to making the thing that you believe in making the thing that you love and people will respond to it that's that's very fair and that's good advice yeah my other problem is i don't i ideas don't come easy to me 
Mm-hmm. And so I also, you know, I'd love to just, you know, be able to get a little success in like just getting hired to act in something or something. And so then I wouldn't be so like every day like struggling, like I got to come up with an idea or else I'll yeah. never work. Well, that's why you work with a partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I do. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it does make it easier. Yes, you know? it does. So there's always something going on, you know, with mm-hmm. us. But um, I think also once you do experience like putting stuff out there and it doesn't go anywhere, like um, like when we pitched our Let's Do Lunch where Marie and I played two Hollywood agents, men, uh, Hollywood producers. Uh, producers in the 80s. <laughs> um, we worked so hard and put together this whole presentation and went out and pitched it to these places we thought it would be perfect for. And we just had doors slammed in our faces. Yeah. And it was a miss. But yeah. you know what? That's the worst that could happen. Right. Well. No, the worst that could happen is then a year from now, a, a show pops up where uh, uh, basically ghosted premieres. But that's not... Here's the thing. I've pitched a lot of shows. And uh-huh. we've sold a few shows. We've sold pilots. But we've pitched a lot more than we've sold. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's the game. It's a numbers game. And there's so much in this business, especially in the position that we're in, mm-hmm. that is out of your control. So yeah. all you can do is the best job at the thing you can do. So if you yeah. worked really hard on that pitch, who knows why they didn't want it at that time? Like it mm-hmm. could have been a case where you take it out a year later and they love it, but you're not going to because you already did it that at that time. Yeah, I mean, well, we mate, we might, we mate, <laughs> we mate, we mate. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you feel these stresses ever? Constantly. Okay. Constantly. Uh-huh. No part of the job is enjoyable. Yeah, right. that's so true. That's not true. That's uh, <laughs> the part I enjoy is the when I'm working with Ben Acker, my writing partner, and we're like coming up with ideas or we're ironing out ideas. Right. As long as it doesn't go on too long. <laughs> yeah, I like that too, and I like that um, working from home, and I like breaking yeah. stories and using our cork board and our whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's the part I like too. Yeah, Marie everything and I, else is terrible. Yeah, we have joint custody of a whiteboard and a cork board. Oh. Well, I've never seen either. In my house. You're a deadbeat dad. Well, you come over here. I know, but joint custody means that sometimes they get to come over and play at my house. Oh, well, you can take them whenever you want. No, I don't want to. I've got, I've got, uh, I don't have enough space. (laughs) The court won't allow me. I don't have an extra room. You live in a hovel, right? (laughs) Yes. yes. The kids, yeah, I'll take, I'll take it out for the day in my car. (laughs) Take it to go get ice cream. Yeah. We'll go to the zoo. Well, you're only allowed to see it when we meet at the public library. Yeah. (laughs) Third party present. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> supervision <laughs> uh, okay but anyway basically my point was like i feel these fears too but then you know you just have to do them and pretend like you're playing a part mm-hmm. and we're not alone no we're not, we're not alone. alone and every someone's gonna ask you for a favor one day and you're gonna you're gonna know how that feels <laughs> i'm this is uh coming from me someone <laughs> is going to and you're going to know how it feels and so you're going to say yes do you know what i mean i think i understand um so i will be contacting you <laughs> absolutely hit me on facebook <laughs> i i just feel like yeah don't be don't be yes it sucks to ask for for help in any way but that's part of the business yeah. and, and if you don't if you, if you don't have a publicist then you just got to bite the bullet and do it yourself and also people have to you have to trust that people are grown up enough to set their own boundaries and mm-hmm. say no if it's not something they want to yes. do or so, ghost you Yes, or right. ghost, yeah. One, one way or the other, you're getting your answer. Yeah, I am ghosting and being ghosted. So this is right. a circle of life. Circle of ghosts. That's so yes. true. Uh-huh. <sighs> but yeah, I think you're going to be great. Where, and how do you hear about these parties? How do you know they exist? <laughs> be careful what you say. <laughs> you can go on the Hollywood Reporter. They have a list of all the extracurricular activities. A bunch of websites. Okay. There. Variety. Hollywood Reporter. They have the parties Some listed. of the comic book websites. And will you be, I mean, parties are also, can be fun. I mean, especially yeah. if you like to have a drink, you like to have a snack. Do, do they say like who both caters of those things. each party? Do they what? Do they say who caters each party? They don't. Interesting. I like to think I'm going to know someone at these parties. Are if you not, going I'm going to turn around and leave. Go alone? Or you're going to like try well, and figure out who else is going? That's the other part of it, right? Is I didn't want to ask for me plus one mm. since I'm already asking for something. So I've only asked for me. Oh, so I God. assume I'm going to know people there. See, that's the most nerve wracking part is you showing up to a party and just walking in and looking around. I'll tell you what. I'm very good at being by myself. Are you, okay, um, that's a gift. And last year I had a good time at Comic-Con for the first time. 
because I was responsible for no one but myself. I had like a couple of things to do Mm -hmm. and I was brought down by one of the studios because I I was moderating something and they really took care of me. That's great. And so not only was I pampered, like I don't know who they thought I was, but they took care of me. And but I so I felt like I could go to a party and like, I'm sure someone will show up that I know. And in the meantime, I'll sit here and have a drink and eat this free sushi. That is so so crazy because I feel like I don't know if I'm wrong, but as a woman, I don't feel like I could do that because I feel like a single woman, you walk into a party, Mm -hmm. I try and sit down alone and eat a plate of sushi. (laughs) I got some like weird guy coming up. This is where I disagree with you. This is where it's not about a woman. It's about energy because I do the same thing. I swear to God, and I'm being left alone. I I can't pay someone to come over and talk to me. So I you put I, out a, a come bother me vibe. Yeah, like you you clearly people are attracted. They want to talk to you. Not with literally. I have never ever been harassed in. And I have not. No one has ever come up and talked to me. I can't. One time in college, I was at Earth Cafe, and a guy sat down. One time, any other time, what I'm nervous about is the fact that people are going to be looking at me going like, look at how sad she looks. Well, that's why we have phones now, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, this was a different thing. Yeah. Mm, I bring also, these headphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you the mic. You a short podcast. <laughs> you, you bring the mic and the headphones and you just... Well, Marie and I, ha- I it is true. Maybe we, we have different energies. So anyway, should we transition to the big, big one? Yeah, as long as we helped you out. You really did. I do think it's weird that you make Maria sit in a different room when you record these. <laughs> yeah. But that's just What are you guys energy. doing out there? <laughs> I smell cookies. What's going on? There's no cookies here. <laughs> okay, guys, this is a little bit of a mouthful, so hang with me. And this is this big one. Um, again, we'll cite our sources coming from the Chuck Klosterman deck of um, dilemmas that we often yeah. pull from. Once we run out, the show will end. <laughs> okay. Let us assume that you have the ability to telekinetically change culture while you actively experience it. Your mind can now dictate what you see and hear. For example, if you were listening to Pearl Jam's Yield and you wanted the music to be heavier, it would immediately sound as though Mike McCready's guitar had been tuned differently in the studio. If you were, you were watching The Office on NBC and decided that Jim should marry Pam or Karen or both, you could make it happen. All you would need to do is think about the specific desire. You could stare at an oil painting and unconsciously change the color contrasts. If a PG-13 romantic comedy grew dull, you could force it to evolve into an eroticized N17 thriller. You could essentially write books as you read them. Um, However, such changes would only appear in your experience. You could kill off Han Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi, but that would not change the movie for anyone else. All other people would possess the same personal psychic powers as you. Would you want this ability? And if this became reality, would art retain any meaning whatsoever? That sounds exhausting. Yeah. So this like is I'm constantly writing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Now, this is interesting. So off the, off the bat, what are our thoughts? I think, yes, it would be exhausting. Secondly, it would be lonely because what you'd be enjoying would be only you mm. could see. And even if you said no, but the way I saw it was this way. No one could relate. And also... The third thing is, is that maybe, I don't know, like if you were listening to like a song and you started like rearranging it in your head, would that mean that you could go back to your home, recreate the song in a, in, in a way and like, you know, maybe you'd be the best DJ on earth is what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's a plus. I think maybe Girl Talk <laughs> does have this power. <laughs> He sees these songs. Yeah, this way. yeah. By the way, have you ever seen Girl Talk Live? No. Uh-uh. This is, I got to go to a fest uh, last year, a couple of years ago, and I was like, and I love those mixtapes are really yeah. fun, but I was like, what could the live show possibly be? It's a guy at a computer. Right. And it is a guy at a computer, but it's so much fun. Like, he brings dancers out. That's he has fun. people like throwing uh, toilet paper into the crowd with a gun. Like, what? it is giant wow. inflatable teddy bears and stuff. Wow. It was really fun to I'd see. i check that out. It's I'm worth open. seeing. I recommend Girl Talk to everyone. All right. <laughs> is that you a heard little it five here. years ago? No, well, maybe. 
Um, I think that the answer to this is very easy for me, but I think it suggests a bigger question. But the answer for me is like, no, that's not why I consume art is not to control it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested in the artist's intent. I don't want to change that thing, whether I think it's good or bad. I'm still interested in what that person had to say. Right. Um, I think the bigger conversation is one that's happening about fandom, mm. which is like, and, and we were talking about this with uh, Matt earlier, that like these people who hated The Last Jedi and want to make a new version. Right. You don't get to do that. That's not how art works. <laughs> that, that's an yeah. interesting point to bring up. But I, the idea that yeah. fandom can control the the piece itself and is and that, owns a piece of it and is that right and what yeah. is owed to the fans Absolutely. especially in is. sequels mm, right. and mm-hmm. all of that i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think for me, um, my answer would be no, we should not do this. Um, but really... What gets me is that everyone can do it. It's either all mm-hmm. or nothing. If they were saying, Amanda, only you have a superpower, I would say, hell yeah. Because I'm I'm going to be doing it on my rewatches. <laughs> and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And I know you guys are going to laugh and think I'm stupid, but I know this is what it's you guys would do too. I'm going to turn things into pornos. <laughs> Well, certain some things. of my favorite everything. Yeah, so, well, I just think in Game of Thrones, not Sling Blade. I'll tell you that. Isn't well, hold on. <laughs> I just think that's mostly what people would do. I think you're right. It's but always the first out of the gate, right? You can do that without this superpower. You can read. That's why people write fan fiction. That's why people mm-hmm. do. You know, there's fan art that's why people do like reboots of stuff it's also like how we as creators are inspired by other work like Mm -hmm. i was talking about hexwives earlier and i'm not saying i wish bewitched were this Mm -hmm. but it inspired me to write this version right that's so true like instead of turning in act instead of turning actual game of thrones into a porno i should write a (laughs) porno that's inspired yeah, by Yeah, but I'm sure you could you find that should. online. Not the way it is in my head. Okay, not actual Jon Snow. You'd have to find... Okay, I get it. But you know, with virtual reality coming, I'm sure that that's going to be a thing. Can where you, you can, like, type in the porno you want to watch. You could walk through a, a Game of Thrones set. I gotta know what happened in that cave. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to get into this a little bit. The version, the porn version of Game of Thrones that you have in your head. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. And, and are you present in it? Because that's what Maria is suggesting. Well, well, the way I'm seeing it is she's just standing there with her VR headset on. There's not, she's not participating. But if someone were to look from the outside, they'd see Amanda with a VR headset on standing just still. Oh, but also in the porn, I'm also in a VR headset. Yeah, yeah, standing. Just watching like an alien visitor (laughs) coming down from my spaceship. Studying, studying these people. Well, I haven't thought, it's basically like in Game of Thrones, like especially the first couple seasons is softcore porn. Yeah, that's all I watched. And that's why I was curious about why you'd want to porn it up even more. I just want to... I'm not saying I need penetration. Well, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, that's all that's missing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. But it would be... <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll come There'd up be with a something. Lot, right. You want to just walk into the cave where something no, happens I and want you just to... want to see... You want to see a longer version of maybe a push and pull <laughs> followed by a push Is and pull. Is that Dr. Doolittle porn? Push and pull. Is that a Dr. Doolittle sure is is it a song i don't know if it's a song i am not familiar with dr doolittle he can talk really? to the animals yeah it seems like it'd be up your alley yeah mm-hmm. it's a interested. disney feature mm-hmm. yeah live I, action feature. i i'll have to check it out they they ride in a giant snail do they 
The, uh, I don't remember that. Yes, they do. The yeah. only thing I remember yes, was they, they push me, pull you. I don't know. Which was an animal. I forget what kind of animal it was, but it had a head on both sides. Cat dog. Remember that show on Nickelodeon? It was a precursor to cat dog. There we go. Cat dog. Another person. Another rearing. perfect porn. <laughs> the other thing, other than porn, my biggest objective, if I had this gift, would be to change the ending of Titanic. To a porn. Yeah. <laughs> to a porn. Oh, yeah. The porn version of Titanic, of course. But also, they both need to try again and again to get on that little floating door. Because sometimes the ends of movies really aggravate me. And I'll kind of sure. become obsessed with them. Like, why didn't they do this? Sure. Um, what are some of those for you? What are well, the ones that stick Titanic out? Titanic is... So it's been a long okay. time. Since why didn't they Titanic? just go, veer to the left? <laughs> in ti- oh, yeah, also, sure. Also, some things in history bother Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get well, it. Titanic, Wait, yeah, in the end, it? they're both in the water, and he tries once to get on the floating door with her, and then he just says, like, no, you go on. Wasn't yeah. he so cold he couldn't do it? No, he, 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 could... he just tried one time to get on the door, and then he was like, oh, it's going to sink if he gets on. But it's like, he could have probably fit on. Um, maybe. Maybe. But you weren't there. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, as a viewer, that ending always, it makes me so sad. So I think I would want to see the version where they both live. And then, sure. And then what happens on that door? Yeah, yes. right? <laughs> Keep warm. Um, you know what's interesting, thinking about this, though, is that the like generations now are getting everything they want when mm. they want it at a drop of a hat. If you want to see something, you just type it into YouTube and you see it. If you want to watch something, you can watch it when you want to watch it. Any piece of art you want to see, you can get it online. Also, people have access as far as Twitter, Mm -hmm. social media. So they have direct access to some of these directors and writers. Yeah. yeah, But right. But what I'm saying is like that, that everything being so at people's fingertips right now, it gets dangerous then when you can literally change art to suit your needs or what you want because we're right on the brink of that. We're right on the brink of if you want something this way, you can have it that way. You can have it your mm-hmm. way and we're not just a BK. Well, and there's there's <laughs> anger from the fans when they don't have it their way. Yes. Right? When Because they feel entitled to a certain kind of thing or their expectations a bunch of, a thing. of entitlement going mm-hmm. on right have now. you ever experienced this with stuff that you do yeah for sure um you know and and i think for us the thrilling adventure hour fandom was so nice like they're such nice people so mm-hmm. it's not entitlement in the negative sense but it is a sense of ownership of the show when you know in fact it takes it, it. It's a complicated relationship between creators and fans, right? Right. We don't get to make the thing if they don't like the thing, if mm-hmm. they don't consume the thing. But at the same time, what they're responding to had no audience when we made it. Mm-hmm. So it's coming from a purely creative place, right? The consumer uh, cannot be the creator. Yeah. Except probably when it comes to like network stuff and like stuff that's when you know that's the danger of it when you go pitch something to a network and then the development phase happens Mm -hmm. and they're going well did you change this because the consumer will want this nobody wants that because then it gets into a watered down nothingness so you can't have it both ways how many network dramas do you watch just well, you're watching Parenthood, Parenthood now, which was a network drama, but currently. Yes. No, I, I watch zero network shows. Yeah, I don't think other than I watch a couple of comedy. I watch The Good Place, and that's maybe it. Right. Yeah, yeah I don't. Because yeah. because that's what happens, yeah. right? Is it, the development process tries to make all things for all people. Yeah. And that is the death of art. Mm-hmm. That is the death of art. And you're totally right. And I think giving everyone this superpower where they can do it, even if it's in their own world, then no one has the shared experience yeah. of a single piece of, of art. No one can look at a Monet and get, you know, oh, I feel this from it. I feel this from it. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to feel what they want to feel from it. And then how will that help our society progress in any way? And you touched on an interesting thing, which is the availability like we're so close to this idea now yeah right then and the idea that everything's available all the time and i think people are going to the movies less than they ever did Mm -hmm. um so maybe to play devil's advocate maybe it doesn't matter like people were sort of saying having having everything available in your home theater will be the death of movies and movies Mm -hmm. are a communal experience you want to be in a crowd and have that Right. That communal experience with everybody. 
But I enjoy a movie just as much, pretty much, when I watch it at home by myself. Yeah. So who's to say that this superpower would not afford the same thing? And I would also hope that people would first experience the art as the artist Mm -hmm. intended and then maybe make some tweaks. Uh, right. It's just yeah. what's the benefit of it, I guess. Right. Like what's the what what would be the benefit of changing the ending of Titanic for you? Also the other movie I would change the ending of is Casino Royale. See, I wouldn't because that How does it end? Remind it me. ends with Vesper drowning herself in an elevator. Uh explain that a little more because that doesn't <laughs> sound correct when you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, great pitch. <laughs> are you playing? Are you playing your male Hollywood producer character right now? Okay, you've seen it, yeah. I have seen it. Okay, but it's been so a while. Venice is sinking. All oh, right, it's right, in Venice. Right, right. Yeah, the elevator, the house is sinking. The elevator falls down, and then um, Bond is trying to get mm-hmm. her out, but she does this thing where she pushes herself away from the door and. Inhales the water, basically, uh, yes. and, and kills herself. Yeah. Um, so she I does this. She goes, oh, yeah, that's a good impression. But you have to open your eyes. <laughs> you guys couldn't see it, but it was something to behold. Listener, it, yeah. Maria's going to draw you a picture of it because she's so good at drawing people now. <laughs> you picture it in your own head. Whatever <laughs> you see, whatever you see is what you see. That's now, the, now, that's the right thing. That ending haunted me after I first saw it. It haunts me every time I rewatch it. Um, and it. And I... You know, maybe that's maybe it's not right that I should have the satisfaction of a happy ending. Maybe I need to see these things and <laughs> sit with them because that's life. Was it an un two questions? Was it an unsatisfying ending? No, it's just a haunting ending. Yes. So it seems like it accomplished what it set out to accomplish. It did. And two, was that Ava Green? Yes. Oh, yes. she's great. So yes. good. You should get her for this podcast. Sure. Instead Ava? of me. Ava? Instead of us. <laughs> We'd have to do it outside. I'm sure she's a smoker. <laughs> With that skin? I don't think so. I've seen some behind the scenes oh, photos. BTS. And I've seen uh, her in a robe smoking. Here's the thing, though. If you change the ending of Casino Royale, for example, then you're changing his entire character development as a character. You're changing. And what's the point? So you can be satisfied? Well, just but I you wouldn't. You were satisfied. I would just so you change it be for sad. my. I just would change it for myself just so as a palate cleanser so I can watch it. And I would always know the truth that she dies. But just sometimes maybe I'd want to throw it on and have a happy ending. Also, I'd make it into a porn. <laughs> would it be worth it, though? Because if it was just you that had the power, that's one thing. Because, yeah, you can you, you trust yourself. You're not changing culture just because you want to see them bone out you know on the beach but if everyone can do it are you willing to risk that for your own satisfaction in certain movies are you really are you willing to risk all of humanity being able to change things the way they want hell no and that's why i still stick to my initial thought that this is a no-go for me also because as someone who creates stuff i don't trust people doing that to my work (laughs) I'll, you know, yeah, and it's not, that's why Twitter exists. So you can email, you, so you can tweet at you know Pearl Jam, and you can go, hey, you know what would be cool if you did a re-release of this song and you put a little more bass in there, because you can do that, and then they can listen or not, or you can start a cover band and you can do it yourself. You and by you reinterpreting the songs, it creates something new. That's interesting. Exactly. Like if I want, okay. Mm-hmm. Like what was that uh, Jack Black movie where they remade all the movies? Be Kind Rewind. Yes. Yes. Like I thought the premise of that was really fun mm-hmm. because you were getting these new takes on familiar things, right? Like I think yeah. that Spielberg movie from last year did that also. Uh, Ready Player One. Right. Uh, which I didn't see, I but didn't I think see it, it did that. <laughs> It, listen, it was $20 to buy it this weekend. I wasn't going to watch it. Right, 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 right. Um, but I think it like recontextualizing stuff is neat because you get to see it through this new creator's eyes. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean... Uh, but that's an art unto itself. It's not altering the thing that yeah. exists. For these people who come out and say, you ruined Star Wars because I hate The Last Jedi. No, Star Wars is still there. You can still have that movie that right. you love. You get to watch A New Hope. You get to watch Empire. And dare I say that they're that that level of fandom is doing it to themselves because Mm -hmm. instead of 
accepting things for for what they are as like oh here's three movies that came out in the 70s that changed my that were that were integral integral Integral? Intergirl. 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 Intergirls. To their child, into my childhood and made me become the person that I am. There's this, there's this dissatisfaction with that and going, I need more. I need more. I promise you right now, nothing will ever be as good as the movie you saw when you were 10 years old. I promise you. But what's happening is you, the people have become so like, I need more of that. There, this, this existed before it can exist again. It can exist again in the way, in the way that you saw it when you were a child. And so what you're doing is you're fueling the fire because then Disney and Marvel and all these people see these fans and they go, we're going to, we're going to prosper off of their, uh, you know, childhood basically. And so you're just feeding into them going, we're going to make another one and another one and another. We're going to keep churning them out and you will never be satisfied but you will keep seeing them. But I have a question about that. What I like about what Disney's doing, what Marvel's doing, and I think some of these other franchises, James Bond did this, what some of these franchises are doing is giving contemporary voices or like strong strong directors, directors with points of view, like Ryan Johnson, like Ryan Coogler uh, on Black Panther, the toys to play with. Do you think, and though, think that that's, that's the, watered, they're watered down? I mean, you can't... No, to me, that's the only way a franchise survives, is to have someone say, I'm going to make bold choices with this thing that's not the same. To reimagine. How yeah, bold like, are they, though? I mean, in all honesty, it's it's still it's still a, sure. a, a Marvel movie. It's still, You're still playing with the same toys. It, but it's done. It's packed up in a, in a tight little bow. I mean, you can, you can put... Uh, you know, it's not like you're going into it and you can do it in like a strange way that people have never seen before. You're still doing it in the way that so, mass people that mass can be massly right. consumed. Um, should we get on to our dear big one? Okay, I'm trying to look for this email. Okay, here is our dear big ones. Dear big ones, I am on a family phone plan with my parents, my older brother, and his wife. A few months ago, it was pointed out to me by my younger brother that my siblings and I were paying much less than our share of the bill. Up to this point, we hadn't seen the bill, but was only told by our parents that we owe them. They ended up paying an extra $45 a month in total. I pointed this out to my mom, and she figured the price was off and thought this way was easier and didn't want to do all the math for the bill. I felt guilty and figured out everyone's proper portion of the bill. In the following months I paid my share but my brother and wife paid their discounted price it's not like they can't afford the price increase when I pointed this out to my mom she said she didn't want to confront people about money and I should just go back to the old cheaper price because it would be easier it's not like it would break their bank but I feel bad giving my parents extra financial burden should I confront my siblings about the bill or let it slide like my mom said thanks Brock wow there's a lot in there. I know. This is very interesting. <laughs> so they so Brock had to pay more because he didn't have the discounted rate? No, so they were all the parents were charging all the siblings um a discounted rate just because they didn't want to do the math and they were like, just toss us forty five dollars okay. a month. Now Brock got wind that this was he was underpaying, so he took it upon himself to figure out the math and he let everyone know. But his sibling and his sibling's spouse continued to pay the discounted rate, and the mom is like, "Don't worry about it." I think what it's the mom, it's the mom's money, and so isn't it just kind of whatever she says goes? What mama says go. What mama says go. And you know what? If you feel bad about that and you want to pay the correct amount, go for it. But the rest is not your business or your problem. I take issue with this whole premise, unless Brock is like <laughs> eleven years old. Because yeah, yeah, y'all get your own phone plan. That's the other That's thing. True. Now I will say I just recently switched to a phone plan with Matt. I have just sure. been on my parents' phone plan. Um, can, before you just, what is a phone? What is a family phone plan, or what is being on a phone plan with Matt do? It means they're legally married. Um, it doesn't do anything. It just means that when I have an issue with my phone, I don't have to call my dad and be like, "Let's call AT and T." To like, it just, you get one bill between you. Yes. Right. Okay. So it's just my my question is and like it's a little bit cheaper than okay. doing it both individually. Yes. Got it. Yeah. We, yes. My wife and I did that for a while also. And the thing with the family plan, the more people you add, the cheaper it is, is right? per person. Yeah. So like, so I probably. Um, you know, it was more expensive for me to like go on a two-person phone plan, mm-hmm. but it, it's not that much different. Right. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, I think if this is an issue, everyone should just get their own phone plan or just don't worry about it, Brock. But if Brock leaves the phone plan, then everyone's going to have to pay more anyway. So Um, he'll get his wish. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe, Brock, that's the move is you go, you know what? That's a power play, Brock. Peace out. And then they're all going to have to pay for your absence but don't i think that brock's um heart is in the right place where he yes. wants everything mm-hmm. to be fair mm-hmm. but also if your mom is saying she doesn't mind then that's her that's her choice it might make her feel good to kind of help out the kids yeah because they're your siblings are looking at you going like what gives you the <laughs> authority to say we need to pay more when the person that's actually paying the bill is telling us mm-hmm. the price to pay yeah and that's fair so brock yeah. like good good on you for doing the math I know I couldn't do it, but you know. But do you think Brock should go back to the plant to the to the amount he was paying before he did the math? No, because I think he wants to pay the correct amount. Yeah, let him pay that amount. He just can't lord it over his brother and his brother's wife. Weird. I know. <laughs> I know. It is weird. It is weird. I know. But that sucks for Brock though, because he was like, "Oh, we actually have to pay pay so and so," and then the other siblings like, "No." You know what? Sometimes it's tough to have morals. That's yeah, true. Yeah, just don't. That's true. Moral of the story, just don't do the math. <laughs> pay, pay what you're told. It's a good rule. Your mom knows best. Also, families aren't fair. Mm, that's very families true. Families aren't fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very true. true. I and get all the credit. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have two younger sisters. <gasps> and you get all the credit. I'm the boss. <gasps> Are you really? Yeah. That's like in parenthood. <laughs> It's a lot like parenthood. Because I remember I just watched the Thanksgiving episode where it was white boy problems to the max. It was who was going to carve the turkey and oh, it God, became yes. it became a real crazy turn of events. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was who's the oldest? Who's uh, the oldest? Peter, Peter, Peter Krause? It goes Peter or Adam, Sarah, Julie, Crosby. Wow. Crosby couldn't carve his way out of a turkey. He's the one that wanted to carve it. To, of course to, he did. Because Jabbar, he wanted to show that he was a good father to Jabbar well, that's and oh Jasmine. God. That's fair. It's a weird show. You should check it out. You, you you won't believe. you. Also, all the women, I texted this to Amanda the other day. All the women are treated like babies. Like, uh, like. His, uh, coaches wife certainly is she is and then like uh, monica potter's character was really oh, yeah. upset about something and then uh peter krause's character was like looking at her and she was crying he goes i it i can see you're very upset about this uh okay i'll do this for you but it was like this thing of like uh you just treated her like a baby like a baby <laughs> who needs something and you're just kind of like petting her on the head going okay it happens quite a bit. They had trouble with some of those tertiary characters, especially uh, Crosby's wife also. Like, Jasmine? Has nothing to do on that show. No, she's a dancer. And she's really good, but she has it's nothing jo- to do. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the girl that you wanted to be in the Pistol Shrimp show. Um, oh. What's her name? I don't know. It's not Joy. She's on a new show now. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. We're all on our family's plans, so we can't yes. look stuff up. That's a lot of data usage. <laughs> Well, where can people find your comic book? Your graphic novel. Is comic book like the mean thing to say? No, it's a comic book. Okay. I just mean thing. Well, I know some people say like, oh, no, it's not a comic book. It's a graphic novel. Fuck that. This is a 22-page comic book. Okay. Coming at you monthly, starting on Halloween. It comes with bubble gum? Uh, Absolutely. I think you're thinking of trading cards. (laughs) You think of baseball cards. Um, Here's the thing. I have learned recently how important it is to get pre-orders because i recently put a book out that was canceled before it even hit the shelves because we didn't get the pre-orders whoa so on this book hexwives i'm asking you to call up your local comic book shop if you don't know where it is go to comicshoplocator.com put in your uh zip code and they'll find it for you um and give them a call and say you want the first couple issues of hexwives which come out uh, on Halloween is the first one. Ooh. Yeah. Thematic. Uh, and pick up those first couple issues. It's not going to cost you more than $8. That sounds and like a And you will make me. sure. I have 100 issues of this book that I want to do. And I'm, you know, I'll be lucky to get to 25. But if people buy it early on, it means that I get to at least do a whole bunch and tell a bunch of stories in this world. And I think I said already, my artist is amazing. My colorist is amazing. My editors are awesome. I'm very proud of this book, despite myself. 
It's great. It really is such a wait. fun premise. It's really, really it's fun. I can't wait to read it. Thanks, man. I'll pre-order that. When, how early can they pre-order it? You can do it now. I Call can... your comic shop. Say, I know this is coming out on Halloween from Vertigo Comics. Vertigo I Comics. I want it. Got it. Hex Wives. And where else can people find you? And how about your podcast? Listen, let's hang out on Twitter. I'm at Ben Blacker, just like the color, only more so. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I have the Writer's Panel podcast coming out every week from Forever Dog Networks. Um, Who are some of your favorite guests that people should... What are your favorite... I'll say this. I had an episode that just came out, um, so I recorded it a couple months ago. This will be maybe a month old, um, with three awesome writers who I did not know personally, uh, who I was connected with through friends. Shernald Edwards, who writes for Anne with an E, and she's on a new CBS show. Uh, Vera Santamaria, who writes on Orange is the New Black, and she wrote on Bojack Horseman, and Christine Boylan, who has written on like all the nerd shows. She was on The Punisher. She's on Cloak and Dagger. Um, and it very quickly, like within the first two minutes, mm-hmm. turned into a fascinating conversation that I've been wanting to have on the podcast oh. about having no power in a writer's room, being a woman in a writer's room, being the black writer on a show, which, which Shernold was in many cases. Right. Uh, Shernold and Vera are both Canadian, so making that transition to American TV. Um, but really the conversation about like, when you have no power, how do you deal with a bad boss? How do you get your voice heard? How do you even get that job so you're not a token whatever right. on the show mm-hmm. it was a great conversation interesting cool. so check that out check out that episode it came out in early july great and that's on uh itunes people it's on can... itunes the writer's panel it's great. on the forever dog network yeah and uh as always you can find us on twitter at the big ones pod and you can email us uh your dear big ones or a big big one because we're always in the need for those uh at uh no not at just the big no at but not the at you know what i mean like you can email us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com also our patreon um yes we've got a patreon tell me about it well amanda's going to right now she's the patreon uh please join our patreon um from one dollar to five dollar to twenty five dollar We'd love to have you on there. We do. um, Right now, we're almost to our goal of $500 a month. When we reach that, you'll get two bonus episodes a month. Right now, you get one bonus episode a month, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll be releasing the next one soon. You also get 20% off of the Big Ones merch. Yeah, we've got merch. I like your merch. You do? Yeah. Um, Cool. Our merch is amazing. And I'm just right now trying to pull up some of our reviews because we are asking you guys to rate and review us. Yeah, because we want to spread the word. Yes. Um. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to read one or two reviews and then, you know, we'll send you, send you on your way. I'm starving. Uh Uh-oh. I can't figure out how to find reviews on iTunes. Anyone know how to do this? Oh, just scroll down Uh and then it should be. Oh, I see here. Oh, great. Okay. So, um, I'll just read the first review that pops up here. Um, okay. So it says beautiful and tasteful. And this is from a listener, Patrick Fisackerly. I am basing all of my moral and ethical choices on Amanda and Maria in this podcast. Thanks, gals, for this invaluable resource. Okay, so see something like that is beneficial to if our you listeners. Could write something in that vein. I also want to remind you guys that um, this is a comedy show. So Maria and I are not claiming that we know anything no, more not. than anyone else. In fact, we often struggle with this stuff and don't have the correct vocabulary for it. Um, uh, but we think a lot of you out there are in the same boat as us. Right. At no point do we know what we, do we say we know what we're talking about. We don't. And uh, a lot of the things we say are absurd. So if you're looking at the show and you're thinking of writing a review going, these ladies are dummies, we know. You don't have to say it. So just, you know, leave that out of the review because it's not helping anybody. And if the show makes you laugh, then... um then that's five stars because that's yes. all we're trying to do. Um, so, but, you know, we're not telling you to give us five stars, but we're asking. I'm just going to quickly read one more real quick. Sure. So this is was um, left last, last Thursday from Kinderby36. I was introduced to Amanda and Maria through James Bonding, where their guest star episodes are among my favorites. I love that they really do grapple with moral quandaries and take the questions seriously, but still manage to have fun and be hilarious while doing it. Great job, ladies. I'll listen, follow you anywhere. So thank you so much, Kinderby36. Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> and if you guys leave a review, we'll we'll try and read it out on the next episode. But for now, oh Ben, pick up that mic. You gotta say you gotta say uh, thanks for listening to the, the big, big one. one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.